welcome to the show. We're back in good time this yeah. time. Yeah. Like weeks rather than no, months. It's, it's strange that, isn't it? No, yeah. we don't see you from year to year. But um, yeah, we've got a great show. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but here we go. Neither do I. I always, I always get a bit anxious at the start because yeah. it's like we've got five or six clips and it's just like press, <laughs> we're do press record, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. But you never yeah. let me down, Dave. Well, today might be a dud. We're going to try and squeeze out some lols. <laughs> get, get yourself into a... A wobbly headspace. <laughs> <laughs> also, we need to be careful because my brother fact-checks this podcast. <laughs> uh, he was saying, uh, oh yes, I saw the stuff about Milkins drunk in the newspaper. But I'm not sure about John Virgo smoking weed. I've not seen anything about that. Well, it was in Snooker Scene magazine, so it's all kosher. Snooker Scene? Do you read so, Snooker Scene? Well, yeah. Well... I, have, I do get a sneak scene. Yeah, um, you it's get a rub- subscription. It's rubbish. My mum got me a subscription for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like it. Listen, son. We know you like snooker. Me and your dad. <laughs> we've got together, we've got you something we think you'll really like. It's an annual subscription to snooker scene. Listen, me and your dad have been saying... Oh, no, it's rubbish! <laughs> I don't want snooker scene. I want shoot. <laughs> I want shoot magazine. <laughs> Me, I want the beano. Listen, me and Dad have been saving up for you. We've been saving up all our money from our pensions. <laughs> We've got your subscription to Okay. For your birthday, we know you like it. Me and your dad. <laughs> We've had a chat. We think you're ever it. <laughs> <laughs> so We've taken out a subscription for you. Oh dear. Now it's a lot of responsibility. It's a big... We read every month a lot of pages, but well, we think you're ready. It's all right, Snooker Scene. But um, going back to the fact checking thing, yeah, um, the JB thing was in Snooker Scene, but I thought it would be good to try and get older the footage. And I thought, what JB thing? It was a Jim Davidson stand up. He does oh, a yeah, bit about yeah. JB smokes weed in there. Yeah. I thought I'd love to hear that bit. So yeah. I went on his website to see if there was any DVDs and. Um, it was like loads of old ones from the nineties, and then yeah. there was some like he does these like he tours these naughty um, pantomimes, Ooh. like adult ones, and there's one called Cinderella Pissed with ba- <laughs> ba- Baron Hardon. Cinderella Pissed. <laughs> Baron Hardon. Cinderella Pissed. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Ah, oh, yeah. To be honest, you probably shouldn't be buying Jim Davis and Davis. Oh no, but I don't. I don't need buy it for that. A fucking list to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but Cinderella pissed. You can fact check away all these. All all this stuff is kosher. Sleeping Beauty passed out, <laughs> covered in vomit. <laughs> anyway, first up, I wanted to talk about a strange combination of snooker and hip hop. Snip hop. Um, I heard. The Belgian player Luca Bissell, the bullet, the bullet, talking on the snooker, snooker world snooker podcast, and he was saying how like he's very really into hip hop, and he'd like to put out an album, yeah, and like perform, and uh, you know if he wasn't playing snooker, that's what he'd be doing. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. And then I heard another podcast with uh, Peter Devlin, who's a snooker player, yeah, and he's got like similar aspirations, and he's got like an interesting idea for like a, a Christmas release. Let's see, right. let's see what you make of this. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm Peter Devlin. I'm Snoop player, uh, and I'm also somewhat of a rapper. Well, I've got one more song in the pipeline, which I'm hoping to get out for Christmas, because Monopoly is a Christmas game, and it's called Take Me to Monopoly. 
course. It's not really a festive game, is it? Monopoly, Christmas game. I rapped about Monopoly. Take me to Monopoly. Get out of jail free. You'd be a good rapper, I think. Because yeah. you're very good at like coming up with little... Because I've got baggy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good at coming up with like silly rhymes off the top of your head. Like if you work a freestyle yeah. rapper. Yeah. Yeah, boy. We should do a Monopoly on before you get Monopoly to rap. A Monopoly rap. Okay, road. <laughs> Down the road with the, with the iron. I'm the dog. You're the battleship. Get out um, of jail free. <laughs> free parking. Free parking. Get something off your community chest. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Um, yeah, snooker and hip hop is a strange one. Snooker and hip hop. A new genre. Have you ever been into hip hop at all? Uh, yeah. Have you? Yeah. All the time. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Good, I'm glad. Uh, the only time I've been into, into hip hop was when I was about 11 years old. And my brother bought like, a Cypress Hill album. Yeah. Um, like, I was really into that album. And, like, since then, I'm not into it anymore. I thought your favourite hip hop album was Gun in a Baggy. Yeah. <laughs> like Little Lenny. The funny thing with Cypress Hill is every track is about smoking weed. Yeah. So, like, at 11 years old, you've got, like, no clue. Yeah. It's like you're just trying to decide for the lyrics. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know that feeling. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was younger thinking like, if it didn't know what something meant in a song, thinking yeah. it was like an allusion to sex. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I remember thinking like they must be like farmers, like American farmers, <laughs> <laughs> because like it was basically like cultivating herb, yeah. hoes, pigs, shotguns. Yeah, like what else would you think? The pig farmers. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking they were like overly concerned with weeds. Like they're annoying, but like ten yeah. tracks about it. Just get some weed all. Yeah. Weed doll. You can't weed. cover your whole field field in weed doll, can you? Yeah. Also, around that time, when I was about eleven, yeah. like not knowing anything about drug culture, I got two gerbils and called them Herbie and Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That'd be a good Spliffy. name. That'd be a good name for Peter and Lucas hip hop duo. Herbie and Smokey. Bullet. <laughs> What's Peter Devlin's nickname? He's only got one. The Devil. He's dropped off the tour. Yeah. Drop off. <laughs> you had to hand back his nickname. <laughs> right, give us your tour card and your nickname. <laughs> What's your nickname, son? You're off the tour. You're out, mate. We're having that nickname back. Uh, it was a funny interview with Cypress Hill in The Guardian. With Cypress Hill? Yeah, yeah. And when they do those, like, the making of. Yeah. And uh, it was, I think it was, like, the Black Sunday album. And they were saying, I think they were kind of, like, trying to, trying to distance themselves from promoting, like, those 90s kind of misogynistic hip-hop yeah. acts. So, like, the first question was, like, oh, it's great that your stuff was all about cannabis culture and you didn't go down the route of misogyny. Um, that's you know that's quite different to a lot of those nineties hip hop hacks. And the guy said, um, "Oh, there were a couple of tracks about beating up bitches." <laughs> Don't get me wrong, we did our fair share of beating up bitches. Yeah. It's like you had your chance there to go like, "Yeah, <laughs> no, there definitely were a couple." Oh, no, we were into that. Yeah, we yeah, were she, definitely into yeah, that. Yes, he said. Uh, remember that freak bitch? That was definitely about beating up bitches. <laughs> <laughs> the Guardian weren't too happy with that. Two stars, The Guardian. Yes, are we all done on hip hop? Any more for any more on hip hop? Yeah, I think I think we're all done. I've not got any other hip hop hip hop anecdotes. My my granddad had a hip hop. <laughs> my dad did actually. Yeah. Actually, do you remember in the pub sometimes we'd do an impression of a guy. He had a lisp. He was on Pop Idol, and he did like a really bad Eminem, and he and like Simon and Louie like dissed him. Oh yeah, and, then and they caught up with him in the in the. Best, was he the best rapper in Barnsley? Yeah, and they said like, "Oh, do you want to give a freestyle diss to like Simon and Louie?" Yeah. He was like, "You bad Westlife." We couldn't rhyme. It was like, "You're you, you, okay." He went, "He went, Sam Cow, 
you're an asshole. And they went, uh, Lewis Waltz. <laughs> Lewis Waltz. <laughs> you're bound Westlife. You're bound Westlife. They're okay, but you're a... Asshole. Asshole. And they just legged it. Yeah, well, he knew he'd got it wrong. Do you know? Uh, do you remember Darius Dinesh off Pop Idol? I do remember him. Do you know what happened to him? Hit me, baby, yeah. one more <laughs> time. That'd be good with Viva. Yeah. Do you know what happened to him? Dead. Well, nearly. I read about him in the uh, newspaper. Uh-huh. Right. He uh, he was doing an advert for Oxfam Water o- Aid. Oxfam. <laughs> and um, he had, they had these bottles and they had like special filters in, so people can drink dirty water yeah. in like developing countries. And he was doing this video. He scooped this like dung infested water out of the Thames and yeah. drank it, like slugged it down, and um, didn't realise there was no filter in it. We recorded the video, drove up to his parents' house yeah. in like Scotland, got there and just like collapsed in a heap. Yeah. And he had flop dung. idol, I call him. <laughs> so he but he's a vegetable now. Terrible dung disease. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's not. He's not recovered. No, he's a vegetable. He's still there on the floor. It's crop idol, house. I call him. Crop. <laughs> oh dear, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's horrible. Man. So what? Don't drink dung water. Don't drink dung water. Don't drink the dung water. I drank it. And now I feel like shit. I was like the producer. Don't drink. No. Darius, no, don't. Oh, just let him drink. He'll be fine. He's got a strong constitution. He's got a great... St- he's got lovely long hair. And a great constitution. <laughs> That's why we got him for the, for the advert. The perfect man for the job, Darius Dinesh. Lovely long hair. Perfect constitution. We Great. Need, we need somebody who can Don't sit. drink the dung. <laughs> oh, he's drank it. got terrible dung breath. Oh, you better drive back to your mum and dad's and have a wee lay down before the dung fever gets you. <laughs> There's something great about those um, early reality shows. Like, yeah. They had simplicity to them and like a lack of pretension that they have now. Yeah. And, like... It was just they awesome. were a lot funnier. Yeah, like well, now like, every everything one that comes on is like were. fucking sob story. And, well, I mean, not that I've watched. What them. used to be great was like someone would come on thinking they were good, and then watching like say Sam and Louis getting the giggles like really badly. Yeah, and, like that was so awkward. Yeah, I, I love getting the giggles in awkward situations. It's so yeah. funny. It's, like, What's the worst place you've ever had the giggle? I don't know. But I can't remember any specific. But it's like it's almost like you're on drugs. It's like yeah. it magnifies it by about hundred. It's like. I've been, I've been at a funeral where I've had like I've, not actually laughed but like you know when you get that like, overwhelming urge to laugh because yeah. funerals are weird aren't they yeah you, and a bit funny I think in the workplace I've probably had it a bit I don't know better there's been time my mum had a really bad one where she had to like leave this course and just like run home because <laughs> she, she had the gig yeah she, it was like um, let me just try and remember she, it was like a, like a get back into work like a confidence thing <laughs> Like, because she'd been out of work for ages. I don't know why she did it. She just went down to this course. Yeah. And, like, it was the first thing the woman stood up and said, like, okay, I want you to tell me one thing that you did this week that gave you confidence. And someone shouted out loud, I boiled an egg! <laughs> <laughs> and she just, like, had to leave the movie. She just ran home. That is funny. But real confidence booster, boiling an egg. Can't think of any of them. Oh, I can't think of one, actually. Remember, um, it was a wedding. Yeah. And uh, it was my cousin's wedding. And, um... It was like all black country folks. So like they're doing the hymns, everyone was kind of mumbling. Yeah. And I was with her snooker wife, yeah. and she she went to like a music school, so she can blast it. She can belt it out. And um, she she wasn't singing. Yeah. We started this hymn, and I thought, oh, she's just not going to sing. But I didn't realise she was like learning the melody because she didn't know it. Yeah. yeah. And then second verse, it just came out like fucking <laughs> Celine Dion, like <laughs> like so fucking loud, and I just absolutely lost it. I couldn't. <laughs> I really couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. You're not supposed to sing the hymns, you're supposed to just mumble them. 
Yeah. Do you uh, when you're singing when you're forced into a situation where you got to sing a hymn? Yeah. Do you? Uh, I'll sing it. I don't care. You sing it. Do Probably you? used to mumble it, but now. What What I do is just move my lips. You bring the reverb machine in on wheels. Right. Can we get some reverb on this for those in peril on the sea? <laughs> can we do that? Yeah. Get some reverb on. If you like. Monopoly. I can can't wrap up Monopoly. Can you go inside? Uh... Monopoly. <laughs> That's a satisfying noise, isn't it? Uh, what was your favourite hip hop song? Mine was Gangster's Paradise when I was a kid. Been spending most of my life playing Monopoly with my snooker wife. <laughs> <laughs> minute after minute, hour after hour, Monopoly keeps going, everyone's an hour. If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Right. Moving on. Moving on, let's do some venue vitriol. Now, every time when we do venue vitriol, and I listen back to it, I'm always disappointed that I don't announce where the venues are, and it's just like... Chaos, yeah. really. It's just you shouting <laughs> these reviews out. Yeah, okay. So I thought I'd like, announce them a bit more. All right. So this one is from Weatherspoons in Manchester. Right. Yeah. Okay, then. Don't trust the app. Today, I visited this Weatherspoons with every intention of using the app. When selecting fish and chips, it asked me how I wanted my steak done. <laughs> when eventually I got to purchasing it, I was told I didn't have any fish. When I inquired at the till, I was told they had plenty of fish. <laughs> plenty of fish. What is the point of having an app that clearly doesn't work? <laughs> plenty of fish is a different app, isn't it? <laughs> Today, <laughs> I visited this Weatherspoons with every intention of using the app. When selecting fish and chips, which I like, it asked me how I want some steak done. I don't want steak, I want fish and chips. When I eventually got to purchasing it, I was told I didn't have any fish. <laughs> we haven't got any fish. Imagine asking for your fish to be like... I want my fish well done! Imagine asking rare. for rare. <laughs> oh, medium rare fish, please. How <laughs> would you like your fish, sir? Medium rare. Battered medium rare. Thank you. No chips. Well done. <laughs> Peas. Mushy. <laughs> peas mushy <laughs> I'll join your peas mate <laughs> mushy I'll join your beer warm flat flat and served in a flat cap <laughs> how would you like your bread buttered <laughs> crusts cut off <laughs> not like the crusts not like the cloth on the bread would you like any uh, sauces, sir? Yes. Ta-ta. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> yes. It's like you saying thank you. Ta-ta. <laughs> Ta-ta sauce.
What would you yeah. like for dessert, sir? Ice cream! <laughs> oh, would you like that? Melted! <laughs> Melted in a bowl with a straw. <laughs> what a delicious meal. What's this for? Introduce it. That is um, Pontins, Southport. Poddington's? Pontins. Pontins. Or Blackpool. It's Pontins, anyway. A kid. It's like the news. <laughs> Welcome to the news. Welcome to TripAdvisor News. A kid had a pool at the top of a slide in an indoor play area today, and all the kids, including mine, were covered in it. Apparently, someone was coming over to clean it shortly, but they still left it open, and with all the kids playing in it. Surely it should have been evacuated. Our reporter is live from the scene. Breaking news. A kid had a pool at the top of a slide. We were queuing for Paw Patrol, and there was about four of us left in the queue. <laughs> That's good. And the blue coast decided to say that our patrol were going and that nobody else could afford those triggers. My little boy was heartbroken. There was a little boy swimming, run around naked, covered in chicken pox. <laughs> Uh, we should talk about the World Championship. Woo! Uh, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was. I, I watched uh, a lot of it. I it was good. felt this year. Normally I like the first mm. uh, two yeah. rounds a lot more. This time I think the there matches were better. There were some great matches in the yeah. quarters and the, and the semi-final, Jordan. It was much better Bobby as it went on, I think. Brilliant. unusual. But um, yeah, it was good stuff. It's just a shame. I mean, I know a lot of people want Ronnie to win, but I don't. No. I just think it's... Although I did like the fact that he was emotional and it meant a lot to him. I think yeah, that made yeah. it better. I think it was fine. Like... And to be honest, the fact that he was playing Judd made it better. Because mm-hmm. I think if it had been like Ronnie against Mark Williams, I would have just been like, I'm not really asked about this. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that I think the thing I don't like about it is the BBC gets so like. Wet, they just constantly talk about Mark Williams, John yeah, Higgins, yeah. And, and, and it's like, oh, we know. We like, know, mate. We fucking know. Come do you know, on. Do you know what? Come on, Hazel. Do you know, like, hey, uh, Hazel, do you know Stephen Henry always says, um, oh, like, you shouldn't talk to your opponent in the chair, you shouldn't socialise behind the scenes. Mm. But the players who were, like, in interviews saying, like, oh, I'm just trying to enjoy myself, and they seem like they were, yeah. definitely played better and, like, yeah. were more relaxed. And you need to be over, like, 19 frames. Yeah. I think that's the key to it, just yeah. relax a bit. Like, don't turn. Stephen up. Henry was just a bit of a prick when he was a player. I mean, he seems like a nice guy now, but I think when he was yeah, a yeah. player, he was just very focused. That's why he was so good. If you were playing, would you yeah. speak to your opponent in the chair? Yeah, trying to make him laugh. He'd <laughs> be like, hey, what about them balls, mate? <laughs> what do you think about them balls? What's your favourite colour to oh, pop? Oh, green is that base? Yeah. What's your favourite colour to pop? I like the blue. You could do your hack stand-up routine. You know that, Andrew Murray, when he wins, he's <laughs> British. But when, when he, he loses, Scottish, Scottish! <laughs> yeah. Might not go down that well. You could share some snacks. Yeah. Do you want a mint? <laughs> would you trust? What, what mint would you have? If you had a packet of mints for 19 frames, you've got to make it last 19 frames. Probably extra strong mint. Extra strong. You just have one per do, frame. Do you want to suck a fisherman's friend? <laughs> Get down the canal. <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed to bring food into the crucible? 
Uh, what players or yeah I don't think you might have seen Robert with a packet of, of nuts bananas <laughs> <laughs> packet of nuts <laughs> <laughs> trying to put his up. Oh, I've got banana fingers you could share some crisps with you yeah um, I think would, I think being like a little would you, picnic would you be spread worried, it on the table would you be worried to be laced with spice and laxatives yeah that, I mean that would be a risk have one of these they're fine I assure you I think crisps are overrated generally I don't like crisps oh okay apart from squares Apart from squares, so the yeah. only crisp that you'll tolerate. Yeah, and would you class a poppadon as a crisp? No, you no. can't. You it's like a giant one. square. Yeah, but it's round. Mm-hmm. Imagine though, if you could buy packs of flavored poppadoms, like salt and vinegar poppadoms. Sounds too much like flavored yeah. condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to work on the marketing. <laughs> yeah, Catholics will eat them. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But I think a giant packet of like poppadoms. I know what you mean. Flavors it's like a giant, giant cheese and onion, cheese and onion poppadom, cheese and onion, cheese and onion poppadom, poppadom, yeah, poppadom. Yeah, funny thing happened to me the other day. Can I tell you about it? Yeah, great, 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 great. Um, so I was in Home Bargains, your old stomping ground. Oh yeah, we should talk about um, that on the podcast at some point. Well, when some you wait to have stories, home yeah. Well, um, maybe this could be your way into chatting about it if you want to unburden yourself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so. I was in Home Bargains yes. with Snooker Wife and Snooker Child. Snooker Child. Um, and Snooker Child was walking along the aisles. But she was, you know, being quite slow. She's been, like, late in the day. She's yeah, walking yeah. slowly. So I turned around and I said to her, have you got tired legs, sweetheart? And at the same time as I said that, a woman was just next to me, like, bending down to get <laughs> something off the, off the bottom shelf. And she turned around to me and went, I have actually yeah, been up since five o'clock oh, with, with me Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> And at first, I thought she was joking. I thought it was going to be like one of those where, where an adult like makes a joke. Ha ha, yes, I have got tied leg. But she was serious. She thought I was talking to her. That's she me. thought I'd just called around the woman, sweetheart. You got tied legs, have you, sweetheart? <laughs> Let me give you a hand. Did but you yeah. start laughing? Well, my face must have looked insane because I, I was, as soon as she started speaking, I was poised to laugh ingratiatingly. It's quite a funny thing to say to somebody. Yeah, and then when I realised that she was being serious I had to change from the laugh I was going to do to a serious concerned face yeah so that's what happened to me and it was awful awful excruciating experience that's hilarious you got tired legs sweetheart sweetheart okay so did you see, have you seen like World Snooker have been doing these like videos where they send Rob Walker out to the players houses it's like MTV what, like Cribs, cribs. Yeah. yeah it's like MTV Cribs for snooker what would you call Sad it hers. clubs snooker clubs <laughs> but um, they're quite some of them are quite good they went to like um, Karen Wilson's house and Mark hmm. Selby's but they sent him off to Jan Bintel's house yeah. right? and they had a problem because Jan Bintel doesn't speak any English yeah. and he just moved into this house and it was like it's quite bare yeah. and he's got to make like a 10 minute video yeah. so he's like scrabbling around just to talk about anything right yeah. I can't be favourite bits from it <laughs> it's right. like clutching at straws are you ready Gambin Chow right. the Tiger and his girlfriend Ada and with all the winnings from the Masters they've bought their first house and just moved in yeah. thanks for having us round so soon into the new year yeah this is absolutely amazing. So you, I guess, Yan, you haven't had any of the any of the Chinese guys uh, over yet. So Zhao hasn't had a chance to come over yet. Have have any of your friends on the tour come and seen the house? Uh, no. <laughs> 
And now, just in front of Sam, these are two of the biggest Lego sets I have ever seen. So you're obviously, are you a massive Lego fan? You like? Yeah, I like, I like this one. I said this very big. But okay, so you've just moved it. This has got over 4,000 pieces in it. Yeah. Wow. So have you, have you already built this where you were previously living or are you going to be building this for the first time? Uh, this one is halfway down already. Right. But it's, it's huge, so we didn't find the right place for it. Well, I was going to say, it looks massive. So yeah. when you start building it, where, in which room are you actually going to start building it? Haven't, have not think about it. Yeah, but I think I like uh, another one, Lego, uh, Titanic thing. The Titanic? Yeah. There's Titanic. a Lego version yeah. of yeah. the Titanic. Very, yeah. very big, very long, I see it in the TikTok. Now you mentioned the TV. Would you mind turning it on just so I can see how amazing the, the, the image must look? That is so cool. I just can't wait to see how clear this image is going to be. By the way, this carpet is absolutely phenomenal. Yes, idea to select this carpet. Oh, it is honestly, it, you feel, Sam, you've got to get a shot of this. You feel like you're going to sink about an inch and a half. Too much sunshine here. But it's nice, it's lovely to have such a bright room. Yes. Have you have you met any of the neighbours? Uh, not yet, because we just moving and the neighbours, they just moved in. That's ridiculous, isn't it? They should have just gone, listen guys, this is we're working. not going to get 10 minutes out of this. Phenomenal carpet. This carpet is phenomenal! <laughs> what, have you, did you start building this Lego before? Have you just started building it now? Where are you going to put it? The television one was just... Ridiculous. Can we put the telly on? <laughs> I can't wait to see how clear this image is. Yeah, that was a uh, very poor. Yes. Um, I feel sorry for Jan when he asks him a really long question about Lego, and he yeah. goes, "Yes, I like this one." <laughs> was, I listened back to the audio. There's a bit where he goes, "Oh, really long coat." <laughs> really long coat there. Great stuff. Yeah. He, Rob Walker seems unable to turn off his MC style. I yeah. think you think that's how he is in all his interactions. Like when he goes down to Sainsbury's. Yeah. <laughs> this microwave stinks. I'm so excited to look through your bins. Your bin stinks, Jan Bintel. Jan Bintel. Bins out. Jan Bins out. I am Bintel. Yeah, and the tiger. I do like the way that Rob Walker always uses snooker nicknames. The Tiger! It's like he has to, like he's contractually obliged. When you don't know much about snooker, that's all you've got, isn't it? Yeah. I I do like the idea that the snooker nicknames are owned by World Snooker. <laughs> give them out. Yeah. And then like when you when you join the tour, if you get a tour card, you'd like, says you right, the Tiger. Nickname. Just put your hand in a big bucket and like pull one out. Whatever you get, that's your nickname. Yeah. You've got to use it then. I and mean, when you finish, you've got to hand it back. Right, um, do you know like the mid-session stuff is always quite sort of light-hearted and jovial. Yeah. They might yeah. do like a little quick-fire questions or yeah. maybe reconstruct some shots. Now this clip of Terry, t 
takes a dark turn. They mm-hmm. ask him about like uh, what it's like to be a snooker player. Yeah. I think we might have played this before, but it d- deserves repeating, I think. Um, and uh, all I would say is, Terry, just keep it light, mate. Keep it light, Terry. People often ask me what it's like being a professional player and how did I handle the pressure. I have tried to describe my anguish, but the words come up short. I turned professional in June 1978. Personally, I just wanted to find out if I could compete against the best players in the world. I set myself a target of three years, and if I failed, I would go back to work. Little did I know at the time what I was going to experience in my first season. I led Rex Williams 8-2, first to nine in the qualifying round of the UK Championships, with a trip to the Guildhall in Preston looming large in my mind. I somehow managed to lose 9-8. When I shook his hand, I could not feel anything. I wanted to say well done, but nothing came out. There was an emptiness inside me that had deadened my mind. It was a horrible and numbing defeat, overwhelming for me because of its potential impact. A career I had looked forward to was in jeopardy, but also because of the stupid, self-inflicted, almost suicidal way in which I lost. Professional snooker, in my opinion, is the moral equivalent of war. The stress, wear and tear, and assault on a person's spirit and basic self-esteem are incredible. It takes an individual to the outer limits of the capabilities and may provide one of the ultimate studies in people because it's such a cruel, volatile and emotionally draining experience. Unless you have experienced this type of emotional shock and the bleak interior landscape it creates, it's hard to comprehend the impact. The memory never leaves you and acts both as a positive and negative force, spurring you to work harder and harder whilst also creating a fear inside that it might happen again. On April the 27th, 1979, I beat Dennis Taylor 24-16 at the Crucible Theatre in Sheffield and was crowned the champion of the world. It happened only because at the moment of deepest despair, I had the strength to stand and confront the future instead of wallowing in the past. Many can't summon the strength. They can't get up. Their fight is over. Victory goes to another, a stronger competitor. Pursuing your ambitions, especially those of any magnitude, can be gruelling and hazardous and produce agonising failure along the way. But achieving those goals is amongst life's most gratifying and thrilling experiences. The ability to survive and overcome the former to obtain the latter is a fundamental difference between winners and losers. It's just a game of snooker, Terry. Fucking hell. It was all bleak. The bleak interior landscape. Just keep it light, Terry. Keep it light, mate. But I wanted to play that because it leads on to something else. Like, Terry is obviously known as, like, a mental coach, a mind coach. (laughs) He's pretty mental. And, like, he was working with uh, Joe Perry. Yeah. And he he made him some tapes to listen to. Have a listen to (laughs) what Joey says about it first. Mind coaches with them now that are doing really well. And it's obviously working for them. So it's, it's just it's to the individual, but for me personally, the only one that's ever really helped me was Griffiths. And I'm, 
I just put that down to the fact that I could I could believe what he was saying because he's, he's lived it and he's done it and he and he could appreciate exactly what I was saying. Not just he wasn't just giving me something to, to do. Like he genuinely knew where I was coming from. Mm. And do you work with anyone now? Or is it still past that stage now? No, no, I haven't. No, since I sort of Terry stopped, I've, I've sort of like I still go back to some of the things Terry done for me. You know, we, we everything was down on tape and. Sometimes I still just remind myself of a few little bits and bobs, and yeah, it's yeah, sort of all there. It's all there now. You just got to sort of search around in your in your head and find it. Oh, I'd love to hear the Terry tape. The Terry tapes. Terry vision. <laughs> Terry Terry vision. Terry vision. Oh, George, this is Terry. Should I put some reverb on? I bet they're quite bleak. The Terry tapes. Can we have a bit? We what we need is a some of that music that was on. If you're listening to tape two, please rewind and listen to tape one. There's Joe. This is Teddy. The voice of your coach. Your mind coach. Better to have potted once than to have missed the pot and gone enough. <laughs> Remember this, my boy. If you screw back, get right through the cue ball, or you may experience a bleak, exterior landscape, which will drive you to destruction. <laughs> it's a war. Snooker's a war! <laughs> but instead of guns, we use... Balls, <laughs> sticks, pockets, waistcoats, and chalks. Remember that, and you will be victorious. <laughs> In the game of snooker, like the game of life, can be won with one break. Or with several smaller breaks. <laughs> but the main thing is to snook your opponent just like in real life. Oh, Right, let's do vlogging spot. I've got a new guy, a new uh, vlogger, a new yeah. snooker vlogger I found uh, on YouTube. Yeah. And he's got a really great voice, and I thought you could try and copy his voice. <laughs> okay. Um, have a listen to this, he's great. Hello, snooker fans. Welcome to my snooker vlog. Today we'll be going through the European Masters from Austria in 
Dom Bomb? Something like that. Anyway. <laughs> this is a five day event, which is part of a special series. Because at the end of this series of four tournaments, there'll be a bonus of £150,000 for whoever's got the most prize money after all four events. Um, I love that accent, what is it? I don't know, it's it's brilliant. I don't it's very odd. It's got you, weird, like, rise and inflections. Can you Hello, snooker fans. Maybe <laughs> cough. I do apologise. Hello, snooker fans. From Austria? Dumbbub? Something like that? <laughs> He's got a really cute little laugh as well. Hello, snooker fans. Welcome to my snooker vlog. I love the way he says that. It's great. It's um, in Austria? Dumbbub? Something like that? This is just a sentence now. It's like a therapy session. <laughs> What's that therapy thing where you just scream? Yeah, it's transcendental something. No, there is like a scream therapy because John, tra- like what John Lennon yeah. and Yoko Ono did. It's called transcendental. Like, no, it's called um, it's like uh, where you re- you try and get into like the state of yeah. mind you were as a, as a child. <laughs> Oh god, that hurt. Um, yeah. Great. What do you. Wow, I need to find out what that therapy's called. Not for the show, just for my own. For the. Dum bum? Flavoured dum bums. <laughs> Would you like some flavoured dum dum bum dums? From Austria? Something like that. Would you like a giant papa dum flavoured? What would be the best flavour of a giant papa dum? Cheese and onion. Prawn cotter. Flavoured Dum Dums would be a good name for Pop Dum 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 Because you can't call them Flavoured Papa Dums because it sounds too much like Flavoured Condoms. But Flavoured Dum Dums. Dum Dum. Papa Dum. I once nicked a load of Papa Dums off somebody else's table. Oh, deliberately? Yeah, they were just left by the previous. Uh, swiped them. Previous diners. Yeah. And I thought, I'll just eat them. <laughs> they looked untouched. <laughs> That's thefts go, that's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty low level. You haven't stolen anything? Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Your heart. <laughs> um, In school, there used to be a bit of a craze of, like, nicking um, pick and mix, because it was small. Yeah. Like, one or two. Yeah. It's not really... Did you ever do that? that? Yeah. Not really. It's not a real crime, that, is it? Taking no. pick and mix. Um, <clears throat> so we used to do that, and then one guy we hung around with called Grant went in and nicked 
um, one of those massive like Cadbury's bars, like the huge ones. Yeah. Like shoved it up his um, That's a real burghouse. Yeah. And he got gripped and they called yeah. the police like, and that was the end of it. <laughs> Is that a six pack, son? <laughs> going on there you've been doing some crunches have you more like fucking crunchies <laughs> hand them over <laughs> that guy was weird what guy Grant I don't Grant. remember yeah he, so. the same guy who at a party once he uh, grabbed an acoustic guitar and he said I've learned Wonderwall and he sort of gathered around everyone yeah. and this is what he did he strummed it with his right didn't do the left hand finger yeah. and just strummed the whole thing it was like a cacophony of strings and then just finished and everyone was just like, yeah, that was good. Wow. That's quite odd, though, isn't it? That is very odd. Did he think, did he genuinely think yeah, he was Yeah, yeah, he was like dead enthusiastic. Like, I've, I, and he actually said, oh, I haven't learned the left, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll but, do that later. But um, the, the same guy, you, this was a brag he used to say, was, his brother was the drummer in Chumbawamba. <laughs> was he actually? No, no, I looked it up recently. As far as I it's know. It's a strange brag, isn't it? It's not really... You know the band Chumbawamba? But, yeah, no, yeah. My brother's a drummer. My brother's a drummer in the Chumba Wumba. Like, my brother is a drummer in a Chumba Wumba. He plays Monopoly with my Mumba. Monopoly. We used to have some epic Monopoly games as kids, like that last like two days. Yeah. Um, it brings out the worst in people. Yeah, it's a, like it's... seemingly nice family members turn into absolute despots. Yeah, trying to milk their cash cows. I, I don't think I've ever played a game to completion. Never I reached a climax. We used, to, we used to love it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it really does. Yeah, it's it's um, shit, isn't it? It's what piece do you go as when you start? What's your playing car. piece? Car. Car. Like, be the iron. The iron. The iron. We need to do a Monopoly rap. Monopoly! <laughs> We need to get in there first. What mate. rhymes with Monopoly? Nothing. That's probably why it's difficult to me. Kababbly! Let's go inside Listen. the mind of Peter Devlin. He's a cockney. Christmas market. Christmas market. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sell some gingerbread. Sell some gingerbread men, candy canes. Candy fucking men, mate. Come on, Devers! Right. How are we going to do this then? Give need a backing track. We need a beatboxer. <laughs> So I get a back and chat. See if that helps. Oh, it won't help, mate. I can't. Do it. <laughs> That's not going to help me, mate. I can't do a fucking rap about Monopoly. What do you think I am? I'm a snooker player, mate. Let's see if it helps. I'll give you a bit of inspiration. Peter Devlin. The world. Income tax. 
houses off. I've been hit by a super tank. <laughs> if you don't pay your tax, you'll end up in jail unless you got a card to get out of jail. <laughs> go. <laughs> go. Don't pass go. You can't go pass go. Don't go to go. If you go to go, you're going to go to jail. Hold the car. Hold the car. Roll the dice. Something that happened to the Crucible which caused a bit of a flutter on Twitter. A flutter. The pigeon Almost. that landed oh, yeah. on the table. It was funny, like. It was quite funny. But I guess one of those things that everybody thought, oh, I can make a cracking joke the, about. Didn't the ref, like, wait till the dog on quiet? Yeah, well, the ref, the ref obviously thought of a joke and he was like thinking, when are we going to deploy this cracker? <laughs> and he waited till the crowd had died, died down a bit and he went, I think he feathered the cue ball. Hey. I, I say, I think he feathered the cue ball. <laughs> Silence. No what one. did Dominic Dale say in comedy? That was quite funny. I can't remember what he said. It's something like, oh, I've seen a something and something, but I've never seen a... Something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've seen a moth in the, the Welsh Open as well. I've seen a rabbit at the Welsh Open, but I've never seen a pigeon at the Crucible. <laughs> Rob Walker was typically uh, bombastic about it. Yeah. There is a pigeon in the Crucible Theatre! I think if Rob Walker knew about snooker... He'd be a good commentator, but yeah. his problem is he tries to ramp up the yeah. tension too early on. Because um, there's, there's a lot of talk about the BBC getting rid of JV and Dennis. Now, yeah. what have they got left after that? Stephen Hendry and Steve Davis. Joe Perry. Joe I, Perry. I would switch over to Eurosport. I, think. Yeah. I mean, they've got rid of everyone who's got a character. A bit of character. Willie Thorne, Peter Ebden, now JV and. Uh, well, they didn't get rid of. Well, they did get rid of Willie yeah. Thorne, but he's gone permanently now, isn't he? Poor yeah. Willie. Um, you know, the, how do you think the pigeon got in? I think it was let in by someone. That's Some prankster. You know, um, keeping pigeons is apparently really popular with like city of London really? types. Yeah, like homing pigeons or just like yeah, like racing pigeons. Yeah, yeah. but like city boys. That's odd. Pigeon financiers, they call. <laughs> did you make that up? Yeah, mate, I did. You like it? I like that. Pigeon financiers. <laughs> I genuinely believed it because it's one of those like hipster things that like. That's why I get, said it that way. Get adopted by scenesters. But it was all the rules for my brilliant punchline. I thought of that joke and I told Snooker wife I was like, I've got a great joke about the pigeon. If you tell someone it's a joke, then... no. Well, I told her the joke and then said, oh, right. well, I said I've got a great. Joke I've got a great joke. I've got a great joke. I told her it and then uh, she went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I've got this great joke. I'm going to tell Ben on the podcast. She went, no. <laughs> No, don't. Don't tell him. It's not good enough. I think that's a good joke. I think it's a good joke. And I fell for it, Hotline Sync. You did, mate. You reeled you right in. Those kind of traditional norm things get picked up by... Yeah, flat caps and... Whippets. Whippets. That kind of thing. What else? Whippets. uh, Like... Those whippets. Pigeons. But like like th- things that always were seen... Drinking bitter. See, things that were always perceived as naff, like bum bags and... Bumbags. Yeah, what is it about bumbags? Okay, it's time for the Conor Langan Memorial Competition. And uh, there were no winners last week. No. Um, is that because no one entered? Someone did enter and they got it wrong. Oh. Um, 
But this week we got a better prize. What is the prize? It's last month's snooker scene. <laughs> <laughs> Does your mum know you're giving it away? <laughs> Don't tell her. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Me and your dad have found out you've been giving your magazines away. <laughs> it wasn't meant for that. It was meant for you to read. But um, here we go. Have a listen to this. See if, see if you can identify who it is. We all spend the whole day watching these for a derivative of these. But uh, Peter, what an amazing journey and uh, how far it's come <laughs> since the ivory. Yeah. Can you yeah. identify that person? Oh, uh, I think I know who it is. Yeah. Can I say? No, don't say it. Don't say. But anyway, get in contact snookerpodcast at gmail.com or just like tweet us or something. Just um, do whatever. Just send us. Do a get in contact. Pigeon. Definitely send us an email. I want people to ask us questions. I want to do questions. I've been saying what this for What would you like to know about us? You ask us anything you like. Ask me anything. Uh, but that would be good if someone could ask Just us some questions. We can touch. do a Q&A. Ben's lonely. lonely was he doesn't lonely. get any emails. Do you want a pen pal? <laughs> He's never had an email before. But um, going back to, to sort of uh, the, the BBC axing JV and uh, oh, yeah. Dennis. I mean, they'd get a lot of stick on Twitter, don't they? About repeating phrases and... Yeah. Like, but I mean, it's difficult. You've got to talk for like four hours. Yeah. And it's not... I guess it's not really designed... F- they're not doing it with like people in mind who are going to sit and watch it all afternoon. Some people just watch the World Championships yeah. once a year. Yeah. Or new people who have never watched it before. New people. New people. People who have just been born. Yeah. What about them? But I think it'd be good if there was like a little drop down menu and you could choose between different levels of commentary. You could even right. have one that's just like commentary, comedy. You comedy? Could, you could have one that's just. Ones that are all in. Basic. Rhyming. Yeah. Cockney rhyming slang. You could have one for, for the one youth. Pirate. You could have like Zoella and Pooh Die Pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you could so, have a choice between. So them. you mean like different levels? So like for proper enthusiasts and people who don't know anything about snooker. Yeah, you could have different, different levels. levels. It could be like right, John. John, John and Dennis, you're on basic. Basic. <laughs> you're doing basic commentary today. You have got to explain everything, the whole lot. John, you're on basic. You have got to explain what the cue is, what the rules are. This is a cue. This is a cue. He holds it to it. The balls around the table. Let me tell you the things that can happen on a six by twelve table. Snooker. These are what can happen. Snooker. Snooker. Lying down. Eating your tea. <laughs> Not the all the things I've seen on a 6x12 table. I've seen it all in my time. Okay. Uh, oh, there's one clip left, actually, we could do. Yeah. Uh, it's Albert Maddis and how he deals with the sort of mental side of the game and what he thinks about when he's sat in that chair. Take a listen to this. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I, I've never been a big one on concentration. I've, I've always been a big believer in having sort of trigger phrases in your mind when you're playing in matches. And have that trigger where, right, okay, I'm back in my happy place again, and whatever, and this and that, and, you know, saying things to yourself. 
I used to think about flower gardens and all this sort of thing. <laughs> that was my thing. Uh, I used to pretend that there was all flowers around the table and what a lovely place this is to be. This is just like the nicest of all. You know, just magic. Great fun. <laughs> Can you imagine what yes. goes on in his head? It sounds like he's tripping his balls off. Tripers! Pansies! Pansies everywhere! <laughs> Oh, it's a, what a beautiful garden this is. It's got red flowers, white flowers, <laughs> black, pink. I imagine in his head it's like Tourette's going off, just like all these mad phrases. Sabish! Sounds like he's oh, dropped some strong hallucinogenics yeah. there before. Maybe that would help. Garden. You never know. Imagine yourself doing good. Kind of a bad one. Potting, I suppose. Do you know what? Potting, a, potting about in the garden. Yeah. Do you know where uh, I was reading the back of a packet of flower seeds that I bought the other day? And, uh,. Do you know, like, um, when you make loads of holes in the, the soil so you can spread your seed around? Yes. That's called prick out. Prick out? Yeah. Get your prick out. <laughs> but the, the instrument you use is a dibber. Yeah, it's called prick out. You get prick out, you dibber. <laughs> you pricking out, you dibber. Right, prick out, spread your seed. <laughs> Come on, prick out. Uh, maybe that's what he shouts in his head. Prick out! Prick out! Stripers! I'm my stripers. Stripers, prick out! <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like it. Should we go inside his mind and see what goes on in there? Oh, look at this. This is a beautiful garden. What a place to be. Yeah, I'm struggling a bit here. I'm struggling a bit. What's my trigger word? Prick out. Prick out! I'm struggling. Bang! I'm in the garden. Prick out! I'm in the garden. I'm in the garden. Prick out. Bring yourself off in the garden. I'm putting the balls. Oh, this is great. I'm in a lovely garden with my prick out. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, that was such a lovely time. Oh, shit, it's my turn. <laughs> right, I'm going to line up and absolutely smash this pansy into the pocket. Because his power. You know, smash this pansy to pieces. <laughs> smash this pansy. Prick out, Miss Murray Perry. <laughs> Smash my dibber. Habitious bodies. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Flavoured dum dums? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I'm a grown man. Let me prick out, flavoured dum dum. Oh, what will my children think of this when I'm dead? <laughs> <laughs> he was completely insane. This is the only legacy I'm going to leave. Can you imagine, like, your daughter listening to this? Being, I wonder what my dad was like. Yeah. And I wonder what my dad was like when I was little. <laughs> oh, God. No wonder mum divorced him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.